This is Agents Influence Podcast. Time management is impossible in the insurance business. And here's why. And it's pure time management. It's not what you were doing. But it's one of the things when we'll say to people, what do you want to get out of the program? It's all like probably 30 to 40% of time management. We say, well, here's the problem. Oh yeah, but time management is not doable. Time management is a pure concept was developed for the manufacturing industry. How many steps and going along the production line and measuring how many widgets you put out, et cetera. So we challenge people, we say, it's not time management, it's situation management. Being in the right situations at the right time of the day. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Agents Influence Conversations with Who? Jay Cass. Today I've got a special one. Sometimes I say that, but this is like a special, special one. We've got the cherry on top, but this one's got the whipped cream. All right, so I'm telling you, this is going to be a special one. Anytime we get our guy Brent Kelly on, we all love Brent. The IA channel loves Brent. And we just, we know he's a good man. He's smart. We know that we've talked to many agents that he's helped. And, uh, but besides all that, Brent's just a damn good, good dude. And he's got a lot of daughters. And then we also have Mr. Roger Sitkins, which, uh, whoo, God damn. I can't even say you're a legend because I, you're, you're a living legend is what you are, Roger. Well, that's and, the good news. It's the, you know, the living Yeah, part. we won't talk about the bad stuff, yeah, Roger. Right. Come on. We're not going to bring that out. Uh, we've got our wives to remind us of all that stuff. So yeah, no, let me, the thing is, is if you remember loyal listeners, we had a podcast that uh, Roger and I did actually. It took me a while to get him on, and that wasn't because of him. Roger's a busy person, is what I mean by that. And I got him on, and we had a really, really good um, conversation, and I enjoyed that. Loyal listeners, if you didn't get that, go back and listen to it. But if not, you're going to get a lot of the goods right here. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going to skip the normal questions because they can go back and they can listen to those if they want. i just really excited to announce that you guys have this book coming out. And I want to, loyal listeners, talk about this book, give you some insights into it, but also scratch Brent and Kelly, or Brent and Kelly, Brent and Roger's uh, brain a little bit about the industry, about how to be better, some of the things that they can do. Um, And God knows we'll probably get a couple acronyms or whatever those words are called when they're all made together (laughs) for a reason. I absolutely love Roger for that. So you guys have this book coming out. Tell us about Brent. If you would, tell us a little bit about this book. Why? Why the book? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, and I'm sure Roger will add to my list of why the book. But I, and and I'll, I'll just give my personal reasons because this is a co-author book. Please. Roger and myself right. both wrote this book, and the title mm-hmm. is "Best Version Possible," which is something that uh, we talk uh, with all of our members and our professionals about. And it was something that really transpired, Roger, just that phraseology a few years back uh, when we were doing one of our leadership camps together. And I asked Roger the question about what does the best version of an agency look like? And he went on and on and and you'd be shocked, Cass, but he had a lot of different things that he's seen in his experience that uh, were part of best version possible agencies. And uh, and then it just kind of took on its own 
you know, own little, uh, it became its own little animal in the sense that we began asking ourselves that question. And Roger asked that question himself. And I asked that question to myself. Um, but it became something with agencies that they really grabbed onto, um, that they go, you know mm-hmm. what? We don't talk about this enough, right? Uh, what What is our best version possible? What does that mean? And are we living up to it? So that was just the overall theme of we're writing this I book. And uh, again, it's been very, very powerful. But I'll say from a personal level, and then I'll let Roger give all the other reasons. From a personal level, um, you know, Roger's been doing this for for quite a while, uh, as you mentioned, and you said living legend, but you know, 40 years uh, in the industry. And there's been so many for people. For real, and, dude. And I've had, I mean, I really have had, you know, this, it's like, you know, being on the, the co-pilot and kind of flying along sometimes on these things and hearing stories and examples from, uh, you know, could be a producer, could be an agency leader who said, Thank you so much for changing my life. Um, I mean, with emotion and Big. it's real, it's authentic. Big. And I just hit me. There's so many agencies that need to hear this message that haven't. And you know, obviously, Jason, we're 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 in a similar age bracket, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little different generation. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it's there is a whole new wave of of generation, a new generation that many don't know Sitkins or Roger or the message. Um, because quite frankly, they weren't in the business when Roger was doing a lot of the work, right? Um, with agencies over the true. And so how do we take, how do we take this legacy that works and bring it into the future? And, you know, the key philosophies, the principles, the strategies, they really don't change some of the methods and how we communicate that in today's world have absolutely changed, but the Mm -hmm. philosophies have not, and they work and they continue to work. So that was for me uh, what I was so excited about the book. So now that I've said that, Roger, I'll, I'll let you address maybe some more uh, things that are on your mind. I guess I'll just say ditto. No, <laughs> no, there's a lot more to it. It's, it's a passion we have to, to get a message out there that says, you know, there really is a best version possible of you waiting for you to arrive. And we challenge people with that. And they say, yeah, that's really great, but we need more information. We need more information. And it is part of, part of a legacy that, that I, I want to be able to continue to have a message that goes out there. Um, Brent, one of the things I thought of when you were talking is, is the podcast we just released. And it's a, a quote that I absolutely love. It says, be so good at the basics that you are considered cutting edge. Be so good at the basics you're, you're considered you're, wow. you're cutting edge. Okay, I do like that. And we... We will get criticized in the industry. Oh, that's just the basics. That's just the basics. And I say, you're right. Exactly right. Let, let me know when you've mastered those and it will give you some more stuff to worry about. And so as we looked at this and said, in this, as Brent mentioned, in one of our programs, looking at what is the best version possible? What does it really look like? And we realized that we have a very specific path that people can follow that will get them towards that. And Every time we say to someone, look, there's a there's a better version of you sitting out there waiting for you to arrive. Be- because in our industry, as as you know, and your loyal listeners know, it's a great business. And you don't mm-hmm. really have to do much of what we talk about. And you'll be successful in spite of yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what what I see that happens is people get to what we've coined the semi-successful state where they're making more money than they ever thought they'd make. They've got the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur, whether they're the salesperson and it's their me Inc or they're the agency owner and they don't really have to do much. And I kid around uh, all the time at our live events and now our virtual live events. 
And I'll say, well, how many of you are making pretty good money? Of course, the hands will go up. And how many of you are making more money than your siblings? Oh, yeah. Than your parents ever made? Oh, yeah. How many of you were making more money than you'd make if you had a real job? Of course, people start laughing. And I say, how many of you would be fired if you had a real job doing business the way you do it now? And then they go, I say, that's why I say, get on your knees every morning and thank the big guy upstairs for this great career. Okay. So, wow. Great way of looking at that, Roger. That's wild. Yeah. It's true. And so they they can get to the semi-successful state making really good money. But at the end of the day, they don't realize that they're there's a best version waiting. And once they start getting that, they wake up. So what we wanted to do is to take our core message and say, what are the key things that people need to be aware of to get to this best version possible? And one of our favorite sayings now, Jason, is that if your goal is regrets, stay the course. If your goal is regrets, stay the course. Just keep doing what you're doing. You'll be okay. But at the end of your career, you're going to have some regrets because you're leaving millions of dollars of value on the table if you're an agency owner, because every $100,000 of unrealized profit right now is of a loss of about $1.5 million of value. So just sitting there and doing what you're doing, making good money, but not saying, wow, what's out there? And Mm -hmm. I mean, I I could go on, but at the end of the day is just saying, what does the best version possible look like? And our big challenge to people, it's, it's part of the book, is no longer accept good as good enough. And we all know the book, Good to Great. And what we see all too mm-hmm. often is we see that semi-successful is good enough. Because quite frankly, it really is. And that's where, where I believe 80% of agency owners are stuck. Pretty darn good. Yeah, it, it really truly is. And and for any of my listeners or anything, if you hear my computer, I don't know why it keeps dinging and I apologize for that. But Roger, you're exactly right. You know, one of the things, the reason why I loved the book, the name of the book is because it, it embodies the, it, what you guys are saying. But also, Brent, it goes back to that pot, uh, that um that post you had on Facebook, probably had it on LinkedIn too, but I remember it on Facebook and you were standing outside of some beautiful place, yeah. wind was blowing and there, there was big tall grass in the back, I think a little, little, little uh, concrete wall or something. And you challenged people uh, by asking them what would happen at the end of their life mm-hmm. with their best um, possible self. Can you kind of repeat that? Because that was a really yeah. aha moment yeah. to me. Loyal listeners, what do you think? Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. Um, and, and you know, I feel like I, I need to go back. So many people, it's been it's been asked to me many times. It's obviously very powerful, and it was extremely powerful to me. And so what I need to do is go find out who was first to set it or who needs credit for it. But um, by the way, I heard from a great Forget mentor. Forget that. You did it. Well, I heard from a great mentor, John Maxwell, who's written some books. He says, if, if you say it once, it's you say, you know, this person said. If you hear it a few times, you say, it's been said. And after you said it like 10 times, you say, I say. So I'm just going to own it now at this point. Um, I think John's right. Yeah, I think he's right. It's it's funny, but it happens all the time. But no, what, what I heard and it hit me so strong and what I shared is this. It's the definition of hell on earth, which sounds pretty cryptic, but it, it just it blew me away and it got me thinking so hard. And I think it's been something very powerful. I know it has uh, to agencies and professionals. His definition of hell on earth is this. A uh, definition of hell on earth, Jason, is that when you get to the last day of your life on this earth, you come face to face with the person you could have become. Shit, that's and, and and you know you just sit there and you think about we you know we talk about at Sitkins that time is our only diminishing asset and it's not to scare people but it just hopefully creates some urgency and excitement. Hey, today is today. What what am I going to do today to make the most of this moment? 
right? What am I going to do to change the course of my life and my business? And so often, many of us are complacent or reactive. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what tomorrow brings. And it's like, listen, grab hold of it because the last thing you want, riders have with, with regrets, is you get to the end of your life and you go, oh my gosh, there's so much more I could have done with my business, with my family, and my relationships, whatever it is that's important for you. Because these things all tie together. I mean, we speak at Sitkins. I mean, it's, it's a professional training and coaching, but there is all aspects of your personal life that go right into it. And it's the entire you. And that's why it matters so much. It really, truly does. I mean, hell on earth. I mean, that that uh, that embodies it because, man, I just picture myself going down that tunnel and bam, there's this person that is like, looks just like me. And, and you know, and, and, and you go back to what mom always said, right? It's all about the decisions you make. You can either make this decision or this decision. Right. And, and you're going to have to live with whatever it is, you know, and to find that person that who made most of those good decisions, right? They're the best version possible. Um, and then into your career, as you say a lot, like, like you say a lot. Um, and you know what, Brent, I, I imagine this had to be pretty amazing for you. Um, as you went and you came from the insurance coach and you were with Grizz, Grizzly or somebody, I can't remember, <laughs> and you up. found your way. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Grizzly? Or Biz, Gri Biz Grizz was the business for a while. Biz Grizz. That's it. Yeah. See, I remembered it was Grizz that's and like great. a that's bear great. or something. But anyways, and then you found yourself to Roger. As you've hung around Roger, this has had to have been pretty amazing and overwhelming for you because some of us get Roger on a podcast. Some of us get Roger in a two or three day class, a, a head, a boot camp. But you get him all the time, and you're in your chair, and you're you're soaking up all this knowledge, loyal listeners. I did a podcast that was called the uh, the best uh, um, the best uh, mentor ever, and it was with about uh, Mike Beard. And Mike Beard had a, had a, an incredible vision for the insurance industry. And when I first came into that, we have a ton of what we call Beardisms. Like Roger, Roger loves like little sayings and little things that he lives by to make his best version. And I remember how powerful Mike is and still is in my life. He, he's retired and out of the out of the industry. Here you are just like soaking it up and having to, I get to listen to it and go on and be like, okay, I'm going to try to live the best version. But you have somebody behind you the whole time and you guys have a team of people that are really pushing you to be your best version all, all the time. You know what I mean? And no one's perfect, but having that behind you all the time is, is pretty incredible, right, Brent? Oh, it, it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm extremely blessed. And I've told Roger this, you know, outside of just this podcast here of my gratitude of, of having, again, I'm just a believer, the more great mentors and people that are going to push you that you can surround yourself with, the faster you'll grow. Um, and one of the things that mm -hmm. we teach our members and, and part of, you know, what we, why we love our programs and we see things happen is we're going to help you compress time and accelerate results. Well, that's what being around Roger has helped me do. Compress time and accelerate results, right? Because there's so many lessons and you know, I, I've made, you know, seven mistakes already today. I don't know about you, Cass, but, you know, we all make mistakes. Rogers More. made mistakes. And, but to be able to say, listen, here's a way you may want to think about this because I've been down this track before, right? Um, there's so many things that helps you with. And I'll just say this, you know, a big part of the book, and, and you know, we really want to do our best to walk the walk. You know, if, if, we're, if we're talking the talk, we got to walk it. A big part of the book is around accountability mm -hmm. um, and growth and leadership. And uh, one of the things that 
I, I had a conversation yesterday with someone about this. And we're talking about leadership accountability. I said, one of the most uh, dynamic lessons, that's hands-on lessons that I learned is that when I started with Roger and Sitkins in 2017 is when I started. I don't know, Cass, if there was a time after I officially started, so to speak, it probably was before, that I went and asked Roger a question or had a thought or an idea that he didn't first challenge me to think of a solution before he gave me his answer and his mentorship. And what that requires you to do is like think that. and grow faster. Um, and, and, and the other part too, and this is just one more thing, and I'll, I'll Roger, if you want to piggyback yeah, on Yeah, no, 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 this is, that's um, why we're here. It's just the fact that, um, you know, accelerating results, just like you, Cass, there are certain people you've hung around that have, have put you in situations that you wouldn't have been in on your own, and it causes you to grow as well. And so to be able to be yep. positioned in front of, high-level insurance executives and or very large agency principals at a faster rate can sometimes be a little bit scary, a little bit daunting. Right. But you walk out and go, wow, number one, I can do this. And number two, I'm pretty good at it. And that's not an ego cocky thing. It's just it grows no. you faster because at the time you're scared to death. But the only way that you're going to grow and the only way I'm going to grow is to get really uncomfortable. And when you do that, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm building muscles here. I didn't know I had. So it's been it's been a really fun process. And not realizing that the brain is just like muscles and can be created and adapt. And just because you're not good at something doesn't mean right. you can't improve. Roger, uh, any thoughts to that? To being that uh, type of person and uh, and to being with well, the relationship you've had with Brett, uh, Brent. But I also want to ask you the relationship with Brent. Number one, but number two, did you have role models? Is, oh, yeah. this, is this come naturally to you or is this something you learned? No. Well, first with Brent, you know, it's always great when you have talent to work with. Okay. And one of the things when, when Brent came and he was at my vacation home, uh, staying with myself and my wife, and we were just sitting out on the, on the, the patio looking at the water and, and uh, had a glass of wine or two. And we started just talking about, well, what do you do? And, and say, well, I study this and I do that. And everything he said he was doing to get better in life, Stephanie would say, well, that's exactly what Roger did. That's exactly what Roger did. So obviously we loved him because he's doing what we did. But it's the passion to keep getting better. And one of the things that I, that I love about Brent and, and others that love being mentored is they love being mentored. And he never takes it offensively. And I hope I never jump in his case that it does become offensive. But yeah, I mean, if, if I gave him the answer, he hasn't learned anything. Now, I'm going to ask, I'll ask him three, four, five, six questions. We had one thing this morning where he sent me something. I said, let's get on the phone. You made, I'm going to get, it's called mentor time. It's time for mentoring. But he's such a, a great learner. It's, it's amazing. Um, a couple of things as far as learning and getting together. I made a couple of notes as we were talking here. One of the things that, that I realized early on in life is that every problem I've ever had came disguised as an opportunity, okay? I never really did something stupid on purpose, but I've done a hell of a lot of stupid things. And the real key is just don't let negative history repeat itself. You screw up, be honest with yourself. Don't fall into the trap. I just see so many people when you're working with a producer or an agency owner and they're not, they're not even close to their best version possible. And they start justifying. Well, it's because of this, it's because of that. And um, something, one of the many, many lessons I've learned from a pastor I follow, Andy Stanley, he said, when you justify, it's just a lie. You're telling yourself a lie. When you justify, it's just a lie. Mm -hmm. And you sit yeah. there and you, you, you believe yourself, okay? That's good. And the biggest challenge we all have is the person we see in the mirror. So we look at this, 
the ultimate goal in all of this, when you're mentoring someone or when we're coaching our, our clients, our members, is to help them make better decisions without regrets. So if you can make a better decision without regrets, well, you make a better decision because you have a thought process you go through and you, you look at the pros and the cons and you get feedback from people. And one of the problems I have, and Brent unfortunately has it too, is that if you're familiar with the Colby profiles, we're yes, both I nine quick it. starts. And we so for it. us, there's never been, there's never a, a, a lull in the number of ideas or things we want to do. And that most of them are really good ideas until we screw up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so just look at this and just say, okay, let's think things through. Let's, let's challenge ourselves, but also, and I think a really important thing Brent said was you've got to get uncomfortable. And, and we all know whether mm -hmm. it's in sports or music or theater or anything you're doing, if you're inside your comfort zone, you're too comfortable, you're never going to grow. And so the best always get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. As he mentioned, so we get there, it's phenomenal. So it's just a matter of, again, taking all of these lessons, coming back to the book and just taking all the lessons and saying, what does the best version possible look like? And our goal is to challenge people. And th there won't be a single person that will agree with 100% of what we say. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we've Shouldn't. never yet, even people as, as great as what you do and others that you work with, nobody has ever executed 100% of their ideas. And That's one right. of the things I read several years ago that really hit home with me is there are always more great ideas than there is time or capacity to execute them. So rather than chasing the trivial many, let's get down to the vital few things. And that's why our book is not long. It's like 100 pages. It's an airplane book. Be <laughs> so good at the basics, they think you're cutting edge. Yeah, that's right. So That shit was good, Roger. That shit was good. That might just be the title of this podcast, but I got about four of them because you just keep spitting out game out okay. there. Sorry not to I'll piss you off. I can do that. Um, yeah. And I, just on the whole thing of, of going towards the best version possible, this was uh, another Andy Stanley thing. You talk about mentors and role models, which I'll give you a few more in a minute. Um, he says it a couple different ways, but, but one is, does your current direction match your desired destination? Which I, I love. Because if you mm -hmm. just keep doing what you're doing, where will you be in five years or 10 years? And, and then he, kind of a subset of that, he said, is your direction, not your intention, that determines where you really go? That's pretty powerful. We all have intentions, don't we, oh, Roger? Good ones. Every day. Start every day. Today's the day I'm going to hit the long ball. As far as role models, um, well, number one, my father. Okay. No, no doubt about that. Uh, wow. One of my, one of my great, and he, he was a great man, had a lot of trouble in his life as far as you know, he came over from Poland at age four. At age 10, his mother dies of influenza. At age 19, he saw at Michigan State playing football and his father gets murdered. Okay. And what he oh, went through, and, and then by the way, at age 57, becomes a quadriplegic due to doctor's malpractice. So what my dad went oh, my through goodness. and the lessons I have from him are really amazing, an amazing man. Um, I'll get teary-eyed on that one. My, yeah, uh, well, you show what a great man just off that two seconds you told me about yeah, it. Wow. Yeah, just a, an amazing guy and lived until age 75, 18 years in a wheelchair. Um, and the, just the lessons from him and learning from him. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, my next one would be my high school football coach who wound up also being a coach of mine in college and uh, of all things wound up retiring in Fort Myers, Florida. So we did something together at least once a month for years and years and years. 
he was oh, wow. he wound up at the Green Bay Packers as a coach and but I was just blessed to have literally 50 years as a mentor. And so wow. he was phenomenal. And then there are a million contacts in the industry and and all of our great clients and friends we've worked with. So yeah. Roger, I found something about a year ago. I found a a card inside of one of my books that you had sent me when you read when you had read my book. Yeah. And because I was so young in the um not in the insurance industry, but just doing my own thing, that like I, I didn't I didn't know who you were. Like I had heard your name, but I was like, Who who is this person? But I know he's somebody. And then one day Brent called me and said, you never know, realize whose office I'm sitting in on this bookshelf. They have your book. And that's how we kind of got together. And um, you know what, Roger, I think sometimes because like Brent said at the beginning, my generation is doesn't know you as well as probably some of the others. That's why I'm very happy about this book, because you um, still working hard at Sitkins and doing everything. But at the end of the day, Roger wants to start taking it easy, right? And these, these lessons, we can't do enough podcasts to get this stuff out of your brain. And that's why I'm very, very thankful for you and Brent finally putting this into a book. Um, and you know, it just, it just, it's, it's really, really awesome. Any Brent, you have anything that you want to say about anything that Roger said? Well, I mean, I know Roger summed it up well. I mean, it's just, it's really interesting. And I will do a little tease here as well. Um, uh, but not only do we have a book coming out, Cass, we have a a documentary movie on us and how I work with clients. And that'll be coming out soon too. And the reason why I was thinking that, A, because it's a cool tease, but number two is that that was a big part of Roger tells a story about his father um, and just some of the background on it. It goes back Ah. to just the legacy, the foundation, and then how, where does it go from here and why does it need to go there and the impact it's going to have on the agency. So um, we were actually expecting as we're recording this, uh, our first uh, taste of the video to come today so we are uh, really excited we went out to we went out to hollywood we're a hollywood actors cast i don't know if you know that but we actually went out to hollywood la and, and had a, a professional film uh done out there that was a couple months ago wasn't it yeah that so was a been, while back it's been well, i remember you going out there exactly 90 days ago today and unfortunately i have my phone here where i shouldn't because i'm waiting <laughs> for the notification that it's been released and when it is see you jason i'm going to <laughs> So, I'm so the whole thing crazy. is almost done. So the whole thing is almost done for its first release. Fantastic. I saw, thought I saw something on Netflix talking about that. So it's a uh, five-part series. Yeah. We hope you get addicted to it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, how is it? Is it one movie? Is it a series coming out? It's Documentaries? A, you know how those are. I'm just curious. It's 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 a it's one movie. Um, and again, Sweet. we Sweet. we're we're kind of waiting to see the final thing too here as well. So um, we don't right. have a lot of details, but it will. Bottom line is this: it will tell the story really well and allow our clients to tell the story about Sitkins and just more importantly about independent insurance agencies, allow them to tell their story. That's what we really want. They're the heroes in the movie and we just want to be able to, uh, to let them shine, but we're excited. Loyal listeners, it's 928 on November 24th. So obviously this will be out at that time. When is, where would they find it? Just go to, go to Sitkins.com or something like that. And they'd probably, it'll probably point them to it. Yeah. If you, we, we, I mean, we'll have, right now it's probably out. We'll have a landing page, but yeah. if you just go to Sitkins.com or webpage, it'll be front and center. They'll fix something. Yep. There you go. There we go. Because like, like you said, as we were talking before, this is probably it might be out by then and you guys might have it. And if you do go there, loyal listeners, and it's not there, well, it probably wasn't very good then. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll so be anyways, no, I'm just if you came here expecting a movie, you know, here it is. No, just kidding. 
Yeah, we can you know, <laughs> um, a lesson that I love about something that Roger said, um, and I did this with my sons on purpose, it's very hard to get your um, kids um, and, and anybody, but my kids to understand the concept of being uncomfortable is actually what you need to get better, right? That's so weird to some people. And I I found it out one time when I, I didn't learn golf until I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was hitting the ball, hitting the ball. And then I had two or three friends who were really, really good. And they were like, Jason, you need to stand this way and that way. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, well, that doesn't feel right. That feels, that's uncomfortable. And then I swing and boom, hit the ball perfectly. Right. And that's still now my, my swing to this day. And I, I do not hit the ball long, but I'll hit it 200 to 230 every time, usually pretty damn straight. Uh, right now I'm pulling it left, but pull pretty damn straight most of the time. So So my point is, is that was something that I was able to do with my sons. So I put them purposely on the driving range for that purpose so that I could get them and then I could adjust them and make them have that concept in their head of, well, that doesn't feel good. And then after four, five, 10 swings, they're now hitting it right, right? So then I was able to pin that back when I'm trying to get them to understand the concept when we were in the house to say that that was my only way of being able to do it, you know? So I, I just always think of that when we, when we feel, uh, be uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause that is the absolute truth right there. That is, that is the truth. Anything in the book about, I don't know, I'm just asking, and maybe your thoughts on, if it's not in the book, time management, I have to tell you guys, time management, I'm on 75 hard. And I'm actually on nine days left. Okay. And so that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's a big deal is it's transformed my life. Um, Yes, the diet's great. Yes, the gallon of water. But the Andy Frazilla who wrote it, who I think is actually kind of an egotistical ass, but he has a great book. And in his book, he talks about time management is everything to getting this done. And so I I took that seriously and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make time management. And like when you manage it and you're watching the weather, because one of the the, um, exercises has to be outside, one one can be inside. So you have to manage the weather, right? And you have to always be looking to see, is it going to rain? Because I'm anticipating going uh, running at this time. And there was different types of things. And then making sure you had to come up with a schedule to have all the water down, you know, um, being able to cook your own meals that are uh, this diet you have to follow. Right. And so there was all these different things that you had to concentrate on, but it actually became really easy after about the 10th to 14th day because I figured out this routine that I could go through. And I have now lived in this routine. And to say that I'm going to stay exactly in that routine, no, that's not my plan. But there will be a lot of things that stay. And, and what that has really done to me to, to come back to what I was saying is it's helped me understand I have put I have not given time management the respect it deserves inside my agency. And I've done a lot by having no time management, you know, and maybe I've had a little, but is anything, anything, you guys have anything to say about that? Anything in the book, any thoughts on time management and how important that is? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. I, I feel like this is exactly where you should ask the question. <laughs> I, some people are going to say, oh, so you guys planned this. No, it's, it's, I'm going to challenge you, Jason. Time management is impossible in the insurance business. All right. Okay. And here's why. Okay. Pure, and it's pure time management. It's not what you were doing. But it's one of the things when we'll say to people, what do you want to get out of the program? It's all like probably 30 to 40% of oh, time management, time management. We say, well, here's the problem. Really? Oh, yeah. But time management is not doable. Time management is a pure concept was developed for the manufacturing industry. How many steps and going along the production line and measuring how many widgets you put out, et cetera. So we challenge people. We say it's not time management. It's situation management, being in the right situations at the right time of the day. So one wow. of the things we've coined about the last three or four months ago that has been exceedingly sticky is that there are two zones you can be in as a producer, a green zone and a red zone. And you have to know the difference between pay and no pay time. And one of the biggest problems producers have is they take prime pay time and they do no pay activities. Prime pay time, we kid around and say, when is the best time to talk to, have an appointment with whatever, with clients, future ideal clients and centers of influence? I said, do you want to know the time? Go, oh, yeah. What's the best time to see them? And I'll say, what do you think? Oh, Monday, Tuesday. I said, no. The best time to meet with people or talk to people is when they're open for business. And of course, they laugh. Ha ha. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, if most business owners, entrepreneurs speaking on the commercial side, if they're open from 8.30 to 5.30, that's probably when you should call them. Okay, now contractors, you're going to call them at 6 in the morning. Right. What, so assuming that reaching out, talking to prospects, talking with clients, talking with future ideal clients, talking with centers of influence um, is a pay activity, that's you do it during pay time. Don't do no pay activities during prime selling time. And this is where we see producers get caught. So we look at this and we say the green zone, there are really only four things a producer should do. Sales, relationship management, a continuation process, not a renewal process, and pipeline building. So we call those the green zone activities, pay activities. No pay activities are everything else. It's the service trap producers get caught in. It's the day-to-day -day junk that happens. It's stuff. It's whatever. That's red zone. So in, in our time management system, our producer's perfect schedule, we establish red zones and green zones. And you challenge yourself that during prime selling time, green zone time, never do a non-pay activity because those can always happen outside of open time. All right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when we get producers to understand this, we say the key is to have a high performance team, not a high maintenance team. And this is a major part of the book, by the way, have high performance, not high maintenance team that that number one, and this is something Brent coined over a year ago, it's exceedingly sticky. The team has to understand they have the same goal, but different roles. The goal is to retain and obtain ideal clients, but there are different roles on that team. 
And our ultimate litmus test of whether the team is working right is, is the producer available to be in the green zone 80% of the time. Gotcha. And right now we look at this and the average producer is not even close to that. Uh, a a no new way. metric that we're using, a key performance indicator, is, is TSS, time spent selling. Okay. And another way to look at it is what's your sales capacity? Well, sales capacity is really unlimited, but how are you doing? So for us, a green zone activity is an appointment, either live or virtual, clients, future ideal clients, center of influence. And in our perfect world, we, we have a mastery level of this. I won't go to now. It gets too confusing, quite frankly. But the basic level is there are 10 appointment slots per week that producers should go on. Okay. And when okay. we've been challenging people recently, just say, how many appointments per week are your producers having? The answer we're getting consistently is about four. We, we have a, a, one of our- A week? Large, yeah, four a week, total appointments, okay. Okay? okay? Well, if they should have 10 and they only have four, their sales capacity is at 40%. Gotcha. So I'm giving you a real long answer. You hit a, time, a, a no. hot button for me. Time management, yes. But the, it just starts with blocking off pay versus no pay and then right. getting to, is this a green zone activity? Uh, some of our best members have this, um, the, the one in particular, EHD in Pennsylvania, great agency, executes highest level four offices. They have a mirror in the office. And the top of it, it says, is this the best version possible of you as you're looking in the mirror? And the bottom of it, it says, producers, if it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, between 8.30 and 3.30, you shouldn't be looking in this mirror. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, but it's just, it's wow. One of the um, podcasts that Brent and I did on his agent leader is a concept that producer recruitment starts at home. The reality is if your current producers are only going on three, four or five appointments a week, don't go hire a bunch of new producers that would replicate that poor model. Oh man. Wow. That's powerful right there. Just yeah, get your current... Brent and I use a, you know, we say, what's a producer? Definition of a producer, one who actually produces. Duh. Okay. So when we can get to that point and say, we don't need to recruit more. We need to get our current ones. So I know we have some legacy producers and they're, you know, they're floating along and they're fine. And as long as they're plateaued at an acceptable level, if they're plateaued above 500,000 in revenue, we're probably okay with them. Much lower than that, we're probably losing money on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. But forget the plateaued ones or the ones that you, you know, we call it, put them on the senior tour. Okay. But the, the ones that should be producing, let's get them producing. Don't add more right. producers that you're not going to manage if you're not managing the current ones. So yeah, right. that's my soapbox answer. You're a family of four and you have one of those large Nissan trucks, vans that holds like 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. And you gripe and complain because the gas costs too much. So you go and buy an economical car to drive rather than just selling the big van because you only have a family of four and maximizing what you have. That came to me. But this is really, really big because that's what we want. We need more appointments. We need to be talking to more clients. So let's go hire some more producers. When, as you said, loyal listeners, to recap, there's 10 slots. That's a mastery program that we don't necessarily need to get into now. Uh, There's 10 slots that she should be there. So if you're getting three to four, that is that is awesome. You you just need to help that person get more appointments. You don't need to go hire somebody else, which is more expensive, more time consuming. 
all that. Wow. Holy crap. Holy crap. Jason, just, just to chime in on that. Cause Roger nailed, it. I, I knew when he asked that question, he started leaning in, he had a big old smile. He was, he was <laughs> I, I am the overuser of Great. sports analogies because I love sports and I think they work, although I know they're overused, but I, I still think they work. Um, and, and the thing I told Roger about this is the problem we see, and just to take what he said in, to a sports con, uh, concept, is that it's like having your best scorers in basketball sit on the bench for two to three quarters a game. I mean, it's like, well, I know you're here to score and help win, but we're going to put you on the bench. The worst part is not only are they on the bench, but they distract the people that are on the floor, right? Because they, they start making messes in many cases, producers in that case. So it's just thinking about this. And to me, wow. this goes back, you know, talking about mentors earlier and obviously having Roger and other people, but reading books and as you know, and podcasts or so many mentors that you can find anywhere. One of my favorites is the mm-hmm. late great Jim Rohn, who said that if you don't plan your life, there's a good chance someone else will. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. And so the big part, whether it's an agency leader or producer, it's, hey, listen, go own your success. And part of owning your success is start to set up your week in advance with intention, but not just intention, but execution. Because something, Rogers, you said that I said, there's two different philosophies I see oftentimes out there in the industry is either either tell your week what to do or you wonder what just happened. And and I think that happens a lot of agencies is say, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Before this week begins, or even two weeks out, what's going to give me my greatest return? And as Roger said with producers, it's pretty simple. But so often it's like, well, we'll just kind of see what happens. We'll see how the week goes. You know, we'll see what opens up. And and as, as disciplined as I try to be, I can tell you that if my calendar has a void in it, it's probably not going to be suddenly filled with the most important thing. In fact, I almost know it won't. And Roger can laugh because my calendar is, I mean, literally by the half hour to an hour. And I do it because I know that if I don't, I will be undisciplined and I will get off track. And so it's like, oh, that seems crazy, Brent. You must be extremely disciplined. No, I'm disciplined because I know I cannot be disciplined. I I know that if my natural human as a quick start is to just take whatever's in front of me. So I need to know up front, hey, wait a second. Take some thinking time. What's going to make this week great or two weeks great and get it in there first. And by the way, I've also learned, and Roger's a great mentor here, it should probably also include like, I don't know, a date night with my wife. If that's really important, you should probably put that first. Not if it happens, because I'll tell you with me, it won't. And then Roger says, hey, Brent, did you have a date night with your wife? And I'll be like, well, you know, we got busy. And then he just looks at Netflix. me and, and then he looks at me and nods and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Right. So there you go. But just just some things to add to that, because it's so powerful. And I just it goes back to that best version is that it really all starts with time, but not time management. It's the situation management and how we're placing ourselves in those Mm -hmm. situations and being thoughtful and intentional before it begins. I love that, dude. I love that. I am so glad I asked that question. And loyal listeners, Roger was not BSing. I mean, seriously, we didn't have that planned or anything, but but that has become a big thing for me. Roger, before 75 Hard, I wouldn't ask that question. I just would have been the person with a bunch of voids yeah. in my in my calendar, you know? But but no, it's uh, it's been different. And um uh co- closing up here, I want to get something um out of 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 Looking back, Roger, we know the industry that you thrived in and you continue to thrive in. But back in your your heyday when you were out there traveling, talking to agents, doing what you're doing, 
what is the what do you see and brett i'd like to get your opinion or brent i'd like to always say brett brent i need to get your opinion as well what is that what is that what does this industry look like over the next 30 years what do what do we see do we see more niche do we see more do we see less agencies maybe none of that but i would love to get roger you looking back looking forward all brent and i can really do is listen to what was back and look forward yeah. What are some of your thoughts on that, well, Roger? Number one, the impact of insure tech is is here. It's not going away. The, the amount of dollars are being raised, and it's it's basically taking from a pure agency perspective, regular agency. It's forcing them to get out of the transaction business because the transactions are being taken over digitally, or the companies have them one hundred percent. We just kind of sit on the sideline, and the average agency has just become a pass through middleman. Um, that they, they don't really add value. It's true. So to me, it's number one, understanding that if you're if you're going to be in the commodity business, you have to really be in it. You can't be partially in it. And I think a lot of agencies are dabbling in a lot of different areas where they're not taking advantage of the technology the carriers have for them. And so it's it's hurting their productivity, which you measure by revenue per employee. It's pretty simple. If your revenue per employee is less than two hundred thousand dollars, you got a problem. You better face up to in a hurry. Okay, so it's it's saying, all right, if 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 I'm going to whatever trend I'm going to be in, whatever segment, excuse me, I'm going to be in, I have to understand that it's still going to be a, what I prefer is it's still going to be a relationship business. I might have a transaction business and it's off to the side. But one of the best books that Brett and I both read is called Humans Are Underrated. And it's what high performers know that brilliant machines will never know. And uh, on the dust cover, there's a great quote that says, with the advent of technology, and it it wasn't aimed just at the insurance business, it's professional services. With the advent of technology, um, the day-to-day transactions, the research, et cetera, that's all automated. They use the example that, um, you know, one of the areas where attorneys make their money is on their research. Okay, they they bill for the research, and with the technology that's out there right now, um, a machine can do in one hour what it used to take five hundred hours to do previously. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, think of it this way too: what's happening with all the transactions? So, the agencies that are going to understand that the business that we want to keep, it's a relationship business. Okay, the person that's just calling up or clicking here, doing whatever, and all they want is a free quote. You know, give us a quote. I'll click here for a quote. And the agencies, a lot of agencies are just hung up in that, and they're wasting time breaking a couple rules. I have don't do any. You don't need any more practice quoting, and don't do any unpaid consulting. You know, let's let's identify who we want to write, and if we're going to be in the purse lines business, who are we going to go after? Okay. Small commercial, large commercial, benefits, whatever. So 100% relationship-based for the future. Dealing with your avatars, your future ideal clients only, okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely specialization. We look at our the, the best producers we have. Uh, some of our mastery-level producers are three, four, five million dollars of commission income. They're not general practitioners. They're specialists. No. Okay? Come on now. Um, Love it. I'm a cancer survivor for almost 13 years now. And when I found out I had cancer, I didn't want to go to a general practitioner or a general surgeon. Okay. I wanted the specialist and I wanted them now. And so it's the same thing here. 
is getting to the point where you realize you have to specialize. You don't have to. I mean, if, if remember we talked about 80%, okay? 80% 80 of agencies will continue to be quoters and floaters and they'll do okay, but they'll never be great, okay? And so the ones that really want to escape, we talk about the seven traps that agencies fall into and agency leaders fall into. Um, only about 2% of agency leaders will ever escape the traps and get the real freedom they need. 18% have realized they're trapped and they want to get out. <laughs> and those, those are the ones, that's what we're, I mean, if you say, what are we looking for? We work with the 18% of agency owners that are going, wait a minute, there's a better version. And we say, look, compressed time, accelerate results, let's get them. So coming back to it, specialization, absolutely. Um, Relationship-based, again, and truly understanding the importance of these high-performance teams and truly understanding TSS, time spent selling, sales capacity, whatever term you're losing, using, and say, okay, a salesperson's job is what? Well, it's the four green zone activities. That's it. What's a service person's responsibility? And getting these teams to operate at such a high, high level. And a big part of it, too, is just the fact that remote employees are here to stay. Mm -hmm. Remote employees are here to stay. And I still see some people fighting that. Well, it's, it, it'll go away. One of the beauties of the remote employees is now you can recruit anywhere. Anywhere. That's right. And it's not a new, like there's a, an agency we work very close with in the Tampa area. They just hired a senior account executive from the East Coast of Florida. They've never met her face to face and may never. But she's may working never. with a producer that's got 600000 of commission income. So, wow. Kind of rambling, but um, no, you're not. I, I the the other part of this is just whatever business model you choose, stick to it, and stop chasing the bright and shiny. Um, one of our another one of our favorite sayings, okay, is your current business model is perfectly designed for you to achieve the results you're currently achieving. Okay, now think about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I Your current business model is perfectly designed for you to achieve the results you're currently achieving. So if you're growing at only four or five or six percent, your producers are spending the vast majority of time in the red zone. You have part time clients, not full time clients. You're not maximizing the technology you're paying for. You're not training your employees, et cetera. Guess what? All that stuff. That's your business model. Like one of the upcoming articles I have is what does a five percent business model look like? exactly what a 5% agency does. And so when you realize I've got to change my business model, I've got to lead by being an being a, a prime example for what's important. Agencies of the future are actually going to be relentlessly prepared for every event. And leaders mm -hmm. lead. So leaders, you know, if you have a large account you're going out on, have you rehearsed or do you just show up and wing it? And one of the problems in our industry is you can wing it and still do okay, but you can't replicate winging it. Yeah. Somebody else will wing it differently. So Brent, go ahead and add to that. That was my rambling sermonette. I loved it. Thank you, <laughs> I, Roger. Yeah, I, I, I could say ditto. I have a few things. Maybe I would just uh, chime in on top of that. But I think, I mean, everything Roger said spot on. And um, I mean, we all, I mean, we can sit and talk about technology forever. I think one of the mindsets that I see with agencies that are, are heading in, uh, accelerated directions is that they understand that, you know, technology isn't here to replace relationships, it's here to enhance them. And it's a mindset, and, and, right? And so 
what they understand is, hey, wait a second. Now that we have all this technology that's replacing this and will continue to, and it continues to you know, rapidly accelerate, now how can I take that energy, time, and put it in places where I'm either preparing at a higher level, I'm, I'm asking better questions, I'm positioning myself in different levels I never have before because now I don't have to do some of that stuff. Versus, whoo, I don't have to do that, so I guess now my life is fixed. And as Roger said, that becomes a really hard battle to fight. Um, you're going to have companies bigger, stronger, faster than you in those areas uh, if that's the game you want to play. And I think, you know, Roger referenced the book, Humans Are Underrated. I think where that leads to is that there is no doubt, I don't care how advanced we get in technology, and I think COVID, uh, I think, made us more aware of this. The two things that humans can give specifically that no technology can't is your time and your attention. And, and when you start to focus your time and attention in the right place, guess what? There's a human being behind that transaction that feels valued. And, and, and there's mm -hmm. an emotional capacity that sometimes we just overlook. Oh, we're just churning through it. Well, if that's the game you're playing, but the great agencies say, wait a second. If we can, in the right way, by prioritizing our time and attention, we can give greater value to you, guess what? We all win. And um, the last thing I would share, maybe the last thing, is that we talk even in this book about it's not about information it's about transformation and and that can be a bit cliche i'm aware of that but mm -hmm. the truth of it is is i mean let's face it we don't really need more information we really don't i mean like to some we don't like mm -hmm. it just i mean i'm not the only one we're like if i have to see i mean one more person one more thing and we 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 get it we're in we're in that world too but it's like here's the thing here's another idea here's the thing you should try you should do this and of course you know anything you need you go to youtube and there's a how to and there's not just one how to there's 74 how tos what mm -hmm. I want, I don't need the video. I need the result of what the video gives me. And I think the biggest thing that we see with both working with agencies and of course, more importantly with the clients is how are you as an agency going to help move their business or their lives forward? So ask yourself a better question up front. Now, how do I write the account? How do I complete this transaction? How are you going to help them move their business or their lives forward? How are you going to help impact their profitability? How are you going to help impact their relationship with their employees and or their clients? How are you going to help them uh, be a better leader in many cases to help take some of that weight off? That's what they want. There's an emotional context that's often missed. And so when I look in the future, technology, we know it's just going to continue to rapidly accelerate levels that we can't even fathom. But right. the agencies that say, listen, we're going to use all that and continue to build stronger, deeper human connections. And as Roger said, be highly, highly, let me say this again, highly specialized. I agree. They're going to. I agree. Here's, here's what I say. Don't just go do something. Be known for something that matters. And that takes work. But when you do it, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, Jason Cass is the guy that owns that area. He's who I'm going to. And guess what? There's a, there's a great law that I heard several years ago from a mentor of mine called the law of compensation. And there's three parts to it. Number one, and the law of compensation is basically pretty simple. Why do some people make more money than others? Number one, is there a need in the marketplace for what it is you do? The answer is yes in the insurance industry. Do you have the ability to go do it? So do you have the ability? And the answer is, well, yes. Now it may vary in levels, but we have the ability. But number three is the whole difference in what we're talking about. What is the difficulty in replacing you? So ask yourself that question. What is the difficulty in replacing me? And if you are easy to replace, you're not worth as much. But if you can really get high, like, man, I am one of the only people, our team, our agency, we are the vital few that can do this. Guess what? Your value is just skyrocketed. Mm. Love that shit, dude.
Wow, those three questions. Come on, loyal listeners. You can ask yourself that question. And, and it goes back to being specialized, as you're saying, Brent. Um, and, and I give a shout out all the time. I never, I don't get paid for it or anything. Just, uh, one of these days, uh, hopefully drives me around in his yacht, but David Carruthers, <laughs> David Carruthers is not perfect. He's not the almighty God and how to do commercial sales, but the way that he's been able to help agents understand that specialization and going after certain clients at a large level. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, Brent and Roger, I never thought in a million years that I'd be cold calling $150,000 to $400,000 accounts for their workers' comp as a lead-in to get the, the rest of it. I, I never thought that I, I mean, a big account to me, I mean, Brent, come on, you were an agent a while back, was $50,000 in premium. We're like, dang, woo, you know, I mean, because we're used to going after those fifteen dollars to $25,000 accounts. Yep. And the margins are a lot bigger on those $200,000 accounts. I promise you that, loyal listeners. And so, yes, specialization, I think, is 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 key to it. Um, all the other professions have done it, right? The other professionals have all done it. We're just, we have a hard time that when that phone rings and someone says, hey, I need this, they don't do what you said, Brett. They don't think to themselves or do they want to, hey, Jason's the guy you need to deal with that. It's nonprofit work comp. That's who he is. No, it's like, oh, shoot, I can make some money on this. Let me try and figure this out, you know? And it's like, that's if you need to say to yourself, I think we can figure it out, probably shouldn't be right in that business, you know? And that's hard for some people to say, loyal listeners, I know there's some of you out there to live paycheck to paycheck. Just make sure it's not always that way, you know? Start to not you know, move away from that. I'm going to wrap up here. Um, I'm going to ask you both because you guys already gave a ton of them, but other maybe some others that you didn't. Leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And I know both of you are leaders, so you must be a reader. What are you reading right now, Roger? I'm reading the final copy of the best version possible. I was hoping you'd ask me that question. <laughs> Ooh, there's some truth there. Not sick and tired of reading that thing, aren't you? I mean, I, I over and about 53 times. Yeah. I know. I, when I did my book, I'm just like, all right, fine. I'm good. Yeah. It's whatever. If there's a missing period, go on. You know, Brent, what are you reading? So I'm going to throw a surprise that I, that I just finished an audible because I, I recommend, I mean, a million business books and I've been obviously working on our book as well. Mm -hmm. But I tell you the book that surprised me that I absolutely love and I actually listened to it in audible and it was even better was Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh, bravo, bravo, dear. No, I listened to him on Audible as well, and it was it was I went through it literally in like two and a half days. Yeah, it was I was addicted to it. It was I mean a great example so good. Of, of a of a performer reading a book right there was a difference, and he's really good. Dude. But just the lessons, and I mean it, you know it's funny because obviously Roger's talking about green zone, but the whole point is green light, and you just think about green what light. is an opportunity that's there that I'm not taking, and are you aware of it, and then do you actually take the action? So I, I fantastic book. Mm -hmm. It was green light. You know, and it was uh, so, so good. I, I'm going to go back and read it again. I actually read it twice because I read it and then my wife and I went on vacation and we listened to it on the way there and back. Didn't get all the way through it yet, but yeah, uh, good, good, good book. Well, well thrown out there. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I really, truly, truly do. Um, and uh, it's... Um, it, it, this has been a joy for me. 
And I know for all you loyal listeners, just be prepared. The book, depending on when you're listening to this, the book may be due out in a couple of days. The book may be due out uh, or may already probably be out because not everybody listens right off the bat. But once again, this is November 24th. So if you're listening after this, I, we do not know exactly when yet because it comes through the editor. I feel them on that. But we're thinking probably definitely in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, that thing should be out there. Um, and Brent, I really can't can't wait to listen to it or, or, or read it. Um, are you guys going to have an audible version? Yes, yes, we will. So that's what I say. It's not very expensive. Yeah, so we're going to record that just so I can make sure. I, maybe you're going to ask me, but before I forget, uh, we do have a specific URL for the book. In fact, I'm putting pressure uh, on our team here, but I did text her before to make sure bestversionpossible.com was available and we've best got that. So bestversionpossible.com will be the, so now when this comes out, I'll, I'll make sure we have that all ready to go, but obviously go to sitkins.com as well. And we'll have links there in our video and all that good stuff as well. Roger, you ever wrote a book before? Have I ever read a book before? Wrote, 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 wrote. Uh, wrote. No, nope, no. Oh, wow. It, uh, See, life just challenged. keeps yeah, giving. People have asked me for years, you know, we put together little booklets of some of the sayings and, um, you know, my, my assistant Janie put together one called yoga with Saku. Saku is source of all knowledge in the universe. It's my nickname. Okay. And yoga was years of great advice. So yoga with Saku and it was a little booklet of all the sayings. So, um, I like that. That's creative as can be. Holy cow. That was Janie. Yeah. Fantastic. Gentlemen, enjoy, enjoy it. life more than you do. Uh, Florida, I'll be there soon, Roger. You know that. Yep. Brent, hopefully you're going to move the Brady Bunch down there as well. Um, that's what we need to do. Um, spend the rest of our life down there on big yachts, fishing. I'm not <laughs> even a big fisherman, but I'm going to be. Uh, thank you very much, Roger. Thank, thank you, you uh, very Appreciate much, Brent. Hey, loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass and all of us. We out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 
carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.